Welcome to the Church Home Parenting Podcast. My name's Damon, and as always, I'm joined by the indomitable Christine Strom, who also happens to be my wife. Hi, babe. Hi. Wow, that was quite the descriptive word. Very impressive. You deserve all of the good adjectives. <laughs> Thank you. So what else? Do you have any more? Perceptive. Ah. Congenial. Okay. And also... Wait for it. Formidable. Nice. Yeah, because you're a force of nature. <laughs> Should we talk about the conversation yes. that we're going to have in the podcast today? <laughs> yes. All right, moving on. Well, we had an incredible time talking with our friends Alex and Cheryl Jacana about the blended family that they started. Yeah, it was a really great time. They're both just brilliant people and true. so uh, intentional with how they decided they were going to going to start their family together mm-hmm. and uh and it, it just was a great time talking with them i think um it's going to help a lot of people absolutely the their story is amazing and how they've walked it out uh i know i learned tons of things and you know growing up with a single single mom in a single parent family who then remarried mm-hmm. and started uh our blended family uh Hearing Alex and Cheryl talk, I was like, I wish you would have been my parents <laughs> during those some of those years. I love you, Mom and Dad. But uh, just their perspective and wisdom, I agree with you, I think are going to help a lot of people that are mm-hmm. in a similar situation of theirs. So we sure hope you enjoyed the conversation. How long have we known each other? Uh, uh, 2016. Yeah. Since 2016. 2016. Mm-hmm. So three years. Yeah, that's you and me. And I think with uh, Cheryl, you guys have known each other long much time. longer like than that. Years, yeah. 13 years, maybe. Long, yeah. yeah. A long, long well, I, time. I'd never had any kids in City Kids before, so it was more acquaintances. <laughs> yeah. Than, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was one of the things that Christine and I loved about you was that you were volunteering in City Kids and you didn't have kids yet. Oh. Like, it was like, that's 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 an amazing person mm-hmm. that, that, that says you know what, I just want to go serve kids. And I don't have, like, personal investment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Thanks. you're amazing. You're amazing. So wow. you, you, the two of you have an incredible story. Mm-hmm. And we're so excited to get to, like, talk today. And, and really, would you, could you share that story with us and just take a little bit of time and talk about, you know, how you guys met and your story and your family's journey and, uh, and how we've kind of come to this place where we're sitting here today, you know, getting to, getting to talk about this. Yeah. So Alex and I, um, so Alex and his family moved from, um, London to Seattle for, uh, a job in Seattle. Um, and when they came to Seattle, they got um, connected into City Church at the time, Church Home Now, and um, his late wife um, connected with uh, Amy Benthan, a person staff, and she was uh, she recommended she go to Ladies Prayer Group, and I was already a part of that Ladies Prayer Group, hmm. and so um, you know we were all we were all in group together, That's had amazing. some amazing prayer times and and whatnot, and then um, during the course of her that that year um, when. Uh, uh, his late wife became sick. Um, Alex was taking care of her, the three children, and working his full-time job. And um, I didn't know him, and we were—I was more acquaintances with his late wife. And so um, I just thought, well, that's a—that's a good guy, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, but nothing more than that. And then um, when she arrived in heaven, I had this sense like I need to be at that memorial service. Like mm-hmm. I need to—I was supposed to be in um, Northern California for work. I was supposed to lead a sales meeting down there, but I just canceled it all because I'm like I just really? need to be at this service. Mm-hmm. And um, it's amazing. Yeah, when when I was there, 
first Darren spoke, uh, the son, and um, just what he shared about Alex specifically, I thought, wow, I've never heard a 16-year-old talk like that about their parent. It was um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah just so you. honoring and very, like, just, just the words that he said, it's so kind. And then when Alex got up and spoke, I turned to the person next to me, um, and I said, I'm going to marry someone just like that, like a man of God, strong in the spirit. That's the kind of guy I'm looking for. But not thinking that it would be him. I just thought, mm-hmm. God, there's your. Now we know what we're looking for. Like, <laughs> I, I've located the template. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I found, I found the. You know, this is your base, right? Like, yeah. how, now we know what to look for. And so, but again, not thinking him. And then about a year and a half or so later, maybe two years, I um. So I started doing this thing where I take Sabbath rest, where I would take 24 hours and just rest, turn off my phone on a Friday night. And when you're That's 30, fi- when you're 35 and single, like probably not the best idea, but <laughs> when guys, I just, that's real faith. <laughs> so I turn off my phone Friday nights at five and turn it back on Saturday nights at five and just like, just rest. And what happened was God would like every once in a while, not every week, um, cause he's so kind, but sometimes he would bring a family to my mind or somebody. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about Darren. I was like, how is this, like, how is mm-hmm. this kid doing? And I just really started to, oh, I wonder how he is. Two days later, I'm driving on 85th and I haven't seen the, the kids since the service. I'm, I'm driving, and I see Darren walking alone down the road. I'm like, oh, come on, God, right? <laughs> what are the odds? Yeah. No, no coincidences in yeah. our kingdom. Nothing just happens, yeah. I yeah. tell you. Yeah, so I pull around like a weirdo, and, um, you know, pull in. he was walking into the church parking lot. I think he was picking up his sisters from um, church kids, a camp. And um, I say, hey, I just want you to know, like, um, I, I knew your mom, your late mom from women's prayer group, and, you know, we loved her, and she's really special, you know, this and that. And, he, and, and he's like, thank you so much, mm. you know, da, da, da. and then we left. But then I thought, well, with the ladies at prayer group, um, who's taking care of this family? You know, right. like, what are they doing for school right. shopping? What are they doing for any of that? And so we, I started an initiative with our ladies prayer group of like, you know, let's do something. And so I saw Darren walking in church um, down the lobby um, and I stopped him again. Like, he's like, this woman. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I stop him again and I say, hey, what do you need? Like, do you need anything for school supplies? Matt, he's oh, no, no, my dad already took care of that. We're good, we're good. And I said, well, what about, like, you have, like, f- 50 ladies in this women's prayer group who want to bless you. Right. Like, ask big. Who want to help. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Um, the guy next to him, I think it was Colt, one of his friends, he goes, he's like, he likes to shop it. You know, he names the store and I go, <laughs> great, you got it. And I like, <laughs> like, so his friend helped him out on that one. He wouldn't have probably given me any That's hints. so great. His sweet kid. But, um, so then the ladies, you know, collected funds, whatnot, and we were putting this thing together. At the same time, Alex and I, so I had finished, um, I was doing a, a master's degree. I, I was doing an online um, cohort thing and I had finished my last paper on a Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. I finished my last final paper, and I was either going to go to a church service where I didn't really know I didn't have any co- any community there, mm-hmm. or there was this small group thing going on at a friend's house, a church friend's house, and I thought I'll go to the small group where I know people for community. And Alex had been meaning to go pick up a bag from that person for about two months and had never, they never connected to go to the same church. They were in the same community. They never connected. And they mm-hmm. finally, he decided, okay, today's the day I'm going to go pick up that bag from, you know, their house. And so he goes and he's, he's like, I'll just, you know, 
if I, I will, I'll stay for the event, maybe, but if I don't want to, I'll just take my bag and leave. Right, right. right. It was his you out. You had an out. I had an out. <laughs> I had my yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah. If, if, uh, if mm-hmm. I escape to leave, plan. I was, oh, oh, guys, I had to <laughs> pick this up and I'm out. So anyway, we, we were both there and um, Alex shared some things that were really amazing. Whenever he talks about the Bible, I'm like, mm. I love it. I know. Um, I feel the same way. Yeah. So <laughs> let him start talking sooner. So we start talking. We're off. And at the end of our conversation, I missed two flights. I was supposed to fly to Portland for work mm-hmm. that night. I missed two flights. Like, I was like, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to stay right. here. I'm not losing this off to talk to this guy. So you've missed two trips now because of him, basically. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. If you combine those, that's yeah. like a trip to the Mediterranean. <laughs> no, okay, so he, so all that to say, we start talking, we're off. He you know, says, well, I, you know, I could share some resources with you. You can put your number in here, right? And I'm like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the next Smart. day at five, he sends me all the resources, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy?" Anyway, so I have to give him a little rope to pull um, <laughs> some more information, um, and then we're off. And um, the other backside of that story was he wasn't gonna get remarried. Mm-hmm. He, you know, um, mm-hmm. he didn't have. He wasn't. He was just gonna focus on his focus on his job and raising the kids, and that was his plan. And his mom. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that was the plan. I because <clears throat> after my late wife arrived in heaven, I decided. Well, you know what. Okay, this is it. Had a good run. Got children. I'm, I just don't want to get back into mm-hmm. trying to start uh, a family again. So the one I've got, we're going to work with. Mm-hmm. And so it was career and children. Mm-hmm. That was it. And my uh, mother was around helping uh, as best she could for the time that she was around. And then <clears throat> to that event that um, Cheryl's talking about, just uh, a couple of days before that event, well, you know, before my mother had tried to tell me, you know, have you thought about trying to find someone and settle down again? I thought, oh, no, 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 no. I don't even know where I'd start. Mm. It's crazy out there. So thank you, but no thanks. <laughs> and then <clears throat> uh, two days before this event, um, she summoned me to her room, as mothers do, approached the bench. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I s- <laughs> and I sat down. And, and, and she told me, you, you've got to think about this. And mm. I pushed back. But for every objection I put forward, she had a more than adequate response. So we conclude that conversation with her saying, all right, why don't we pray about this? And we agree. I think it's, it's, it's very unchristian to say, no, I will not pray <laughs> right, about right. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you corner a Christian. You say, how about we pray about this? There's only one answer to that. So <clears throat> we pray. And uh, uh, we pray Separately, I told her, let's pray separately. We, we don't need to meet every day and pray. So uh, we pray that day, the following day, and then Sunday was when we go for this small group meeting Incredible. Uh, to pick up the bag, which I should have picked up four months before, but for some reason, we never got a chance to meet with the person who had the bag. Incredible. We go to the same church, um, and then this Sunday, I'm like, I've got to get it today mm. for some reason. And he says, oh, what? actually, I have a small group happening at my place. Why don't you join us? And we go meet, and that's how um, I meet Cheryl. Uh, you know, two days after that. Um, and, and it's great that I talked to my mom and we'd prayed about it two days before because it changed my frame of mind. And as, mm. you, as, as, as we'll talk about this later on, frame of mind is everything. Mm. Prior to that conversation, my frame of mind was the, the shutters were down. I wasn't thinking about it. Uh, uh, but then now I was beginning to consider, you know, well, maybe. And so when I begin to talk to Cheryl, I think, wow, she's really interested in Scripture. She's got such a, a hunger for the Word of God, a clear understanding of, you know, some sort of basics. And, but, uh, and, and more than that, I'm thinking, 
man, she, she's good looking. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm beginning yes, to notice. Right. Yeah. And that frame of mind is what begins me down that journey to notice this beautiful woman. That wow. Is, and it's not that I hadn't seen women before. It's just that I never noticed because frame of mind was totally different. Right. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't there. You I wasn't there. You weren't looking. Yeah. And having a conversation about starting a blended family. Um, I mean, you, you, you mentioned frame of mind, mm-hmm. Alex, and I think a lot of it, too, is expectations. Is, is, you know, all of us have expectations going into relationships, starting family. Um, like for you, Cheryl, you say, you know, you were waiting in that you had never thought about You'd never thought about, you know, Alex that way. So expectations and all of a sudden things start to shift. So can you guys talk about like how, what role did expectations play for the two of you? Like as you started to realize like, oh my goodness, like, hey, something's, something's happening here. Yeah. So for me, I, um, when I was like, I, I always wanted to do a bunch of career stuff before I got married. So when I was 18, I had my long goal list and I said, okay, when I'm 28, I'll get married. <laughs> and then when I was 27, I was like, oh, shoot, I better start, like, you know. This isn't a switch that gets flipped. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the process of, you know, dating more people happened. Like, so God had spoken to me when I was about 25 or 26, and he said something that made me laugh. He said, Boaz is on his way. And so right in that moment, you know, and I'm like, Psh, I'm not the girl that gets a word about her husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit goes, stop laughing. And huh. I'm like, yes, sir. So I knew my framework of what I was looking for. I read the book of Ruth, I mean, a million times. Mm. And um, I look for like a man of God um, that he was like Boaz did the right thing at the right time. He, um, he there were certain attributes about him. So I had that framework. And so mm. every time I dated someone, I'd always pray, God, protect your promise. Like I yeah. only want this one person that you. S- and so if I didn't have peace, I would end a relationship. Right. So my expectation was just what I think God was so kind because he gave me my expectations. Mm. It's like, here's the kind of person. And because I think God knows what's best for me. Yeah. So he knows the right fit. And so I had even my own, like, I wanted him to be this. And, you know, these certain, even the characteristics I put, I would put them way under the the, the expectations God gave me right. to expect for. Right. So, yeah. like, the, like the promise that he had made. Exactly. That's yeah. fantastic. So I started to lean in on that one. That's that's yeah. amazing. And then Alex, you talked about y- your expectation was yeah no there, my, there my isn't going to be anything was, else. There wasn't going to be anything else. Um, and I just want to be clear here. It's it's not like suddenly a, a switch flipped and I stopped being a warm-blooded male <laughs> who <laughs> has the same needs right. for companionship. Right. And he's got mm-hmm. physical needs. Now all those things remain quite true. And so it was about managing that. Mm. And occasionally. Uh, you get thoughts in your head and think, oh, would it, what would it be like? But then I'd negotiate myself out of that mm-hmm. position mm. because I had made a decision in advance. Uh, as I approach this point where it now looks like, okay, th- this is going to happen and things are changing, uh, I reverted to a prior sort of position I had adapted earlier in my life, which was that, okay, my expectations of of, of marriage and of a, of, of a spouse and of, well, okay, what would I want? A list of uh, this long and that. But after a while, I stopped myself and asked, okay, if I get everything that I want, and what is she getting? Hmm. What am I? Okay, so I got everything I wanted, but what did she get? <laughs> what, what do I, what I, do I bring? Exactly, <laughs> what do I bring to the So then yeah. I flipped it. And so my expectation framed in prayer was, God, make me the kind of man mm. that you would entrust with your That's best. That's great. 
So then I decided I will not worry too much about what she is like and what that. If you make me the kind of man you would entrust with your best, I will get your best. Yeah. Then I don't have to worry yeah. about that. So that was kind of how I came to it. And when it began to pick up speed, uh, it, it was within that, uh, that was kind of the scaffolding uh, mm-hmm. within which expectations were being erected. That's amazing. That's amazing. Becoming the person that, yeah, so that they need. Exactly. Because I, 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 I guessed and I, and I was right <laughs> that um, if, if I allow God to make me the kind of person he would entrust with his best, which I expected would be painful at some points, and it was, because if God is going to surgically prepare you for his best, you, you better believe he's not going to do a shoddy job. He's going to go to the depths it takes to make mm. you that kind of person. Then I wouldn't have to worry because he loves Cheryl way too much to hand her over to an imperfect um, sort of uh, spouse. If that is the goal, if that is the prayer I have mm. made, I can just rest and know that whatever I get in Cheryl is going to be the best there possibly was Amazing. based on the prayer that I, I, I brought before him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I flipped it. Amazing. That's incredible. So good. Uh, we should do an entire podcast <laughs> just on those comments. <laughs> Becoming the person that, that you need to be. And, I, and what I love about yeah. that is that's the part you can you have control over. That is true. You can't you can't control the other aspects. Like that's Cheryl, a great all point, of David. all the years that you waited and was like, God, I want your best. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wait for your best. I'm going to mm-hmm. hold on to that promise. Mm-hmm. You can't control the timeline on on, no. on when it's going to come, <laughs> but you did decide, God, I want to I want to walk in this season. Yeah. Which which then, God brings the two of you together. Yeah. And let's let's and be. And he's on- already been trained. Like uh, somebody did right. all the work. You know, I was anyway. Yeah. He, he, he was, <laughs> was trained. He was tra- very well. Very well. Like I, it's like, and I'm waiting and just trusting God. And God's like, I, you know, I, I, I'm not forgetting you. And um, if I would have known what was coming, I, that I'd get a husband and three blessings, it's like I would have probably chilled out a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have been like, but I, but I also don't regret the times where I would hit my knees, God what the heck, you know, we mm-hmm. would, we would not duke it out, but I would duke it out with him and he would be kind to me. But, um, you know, yeah. so I don't regret all the prayers prayed or the, you know, the wondering and all that. That's waiting. so good. Mm-hmm. The waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you add on top of that, the fact that, you know, you show, you stepped into a, um, it wasn't, but like from an outside person's perspective, a a, a pretty intense situation, you know, with your, with your first wife passing away, and you have three children, that w- at the time, were how, what were their ages? So at the time, they were 16, 11, and 9? Nine? Nine I, I mixed or them 10 up. Or 10 or 10, eight, something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So when the two of you meet, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, things start to move, and you guys have some conversations, and, and, and show you start thinking, wow, this this guy's pretty amazing. You know, Alex is coming out of a, a, a very intense season, you know, where he and his family walked through, you know, the graduation of his first wife to heaven and walking with the kids in that and helping them navigate that. I mean, from any person's perspective, that's a, that's a very intense, monumental time in life. And then for you to step into that and for the two of you to decide, you know what, we want to, we want to move forward with this. We want to, we want to start a family together. Mm -hmm. Um, What was that process like for you stepping into an existing family? 
Yeah, I think that it wasn't. It, I'm not. I'm not the savior. No one was broken, if you will. Like that's mm. not the mindset. The mindset was, they um, got Alex head with his mindset of heaven and uh, his late wife's arrival into heaven, and that that framed the whole family's thinking of um, she's home. She's been upgraded. She's she's arrived in heaven, mm-hmm. and so in heaven you're neither married nor given to marriage. Mm. Like that, that's actually the truth in right. biblically. So the fact that you know earth is the only place you can be married. So this is the opportunity on earth is to be remarried if you want to be remarried. Yeah. So so with that frame of mind, he passed that down to the children. Mm. That you don't just we don't just read the word. We we live it. Mm. So if God says. For those who love him, I'll work all things together for your good. It means that's true. And so he would, so really from their frame of mind, I think um, Darren was the entry point. The son was the entry point when I, when I thought about him, you know, how is he, you know, I cared about the kids. I, and really specifically him, I didn't really know the girls. I hadn't interacted with them at all, but in just in my mind, I really started, I just cared about this boy, you know? And so I was already thinking about them not to do anything I don't know. There wasn't a motivation to be in their lives, but it was to just right. help them with whatever they needed, you know, yeah. to see. And um, and they really were covered. They were, you know, doing well. Um, so I think the process of getting to know that I, Alex and I just moved forward. God had told me when I was 23 or 24, he said, I'm building for you what you can never build mm. for yourself. Mm. And so when he said That's that, I great. thought it was some type of business or something, right? I don't know, some American something. <laughs> some American dream somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's had a gonna strong be... capitalistic bent to it. Exactly. That's the truth. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, exactly. So when um, when we met and then actually when I, when we were, as we were dating and in, after we got engaged, um, one morning I was praying for the kids and I was reminded of Psalm 127 and if you, which is, I'm, he, unless the Lord builds a house, the work mm-hmm. of the workers is wasted. And then, um, you know, and then it goes down. It says children are a gift from God. They are a reward for serving him. And in that moment, I realized God built for me what I could never build Mm. for myself with a husband and three children. Mm. And so from that, that's always been my frame of mind is they're they're my gift and my reward for serving God. Like each one. So so when I think of them, I'm not thinking I'm adding into anything. I think like this is our new family. This is and they um, there's not. There's no new. There's no f- shoes to fill, if you will. It's just right. I. This is our. This is our new path that we're going and, um, and with conversations with the girls, um, they, they as soon as I met them, they're like, "You, mm. we want you." You know, like they just. <laughs> oh my goodness. But they hadn't had true. a bunch of other women in their life. You no. know, there hasn't. There was just like, when so we would pray like as we were progressing. <laughs> A month later, quickly, all three days, I was like, I would be like, oh, we need, to, you know, let's, <laughs> we need to get these kids involved. Okay, can I just hit pause here for a second? <laughs> so for everybody listening, yeah. when you say all of thirty days, what does that mean? Like let's what? Say we what met transpired in, in thirty days? We met and married in six months. So. Yeah. So that that gives you a sense. So uh, I mean, within within the first month. It was pretty clear that this was not a test and see mm. relationship, and that the purpose of every engagement that we made, um, what what uh, would in common parlance be referred to as dating, mm-hmm. were a sequence of events leading towards 
uh, a wedding and consequently a marriage. Now you get the two of you were very intentional. That we, so we're very intentional after a couple of after a couple of initial meetings. It was clear that that's where it was, and also partly because of my sort of thinking and outlook. Um, I did not know. I did not know. I, and, and I'm not saying this is this is not for everyone. So let's let's get that clear. I did not know how to do the dating thing where you sort of date and and it's wise to make t- time and make sure you understand oh, who is this person and we are a good mm-hmm. fit. But because I had a fairly clear sense on what the fundamentals are mm. and that really helps, uh, the early uh, process of sifting is fairly quick and fairly simple. Yes, there are key fundamentals which. If there is no alignment, there is absolutely no point uh, progressing. So once that alignment had been found and I realized, in, oh, wow, this woman is not just any woman. Mm. And this is the woman. Every event after that was very intentional. And it was reciprocated by Cheryl. Cheryl so, so we both leaned in. Consequently, what that meant is that the speed and the yeah. velocity of everything after that was, was pretty high. And... Um, what I'd also add is that <clears throat> we were mindful of the fact that when you're in love and the hormones are raging, <laughs> um, everything you say and plan makes sense. Of mm-hmm. course, this is the right thing to do. <laughs> but it's always wise to have someone else that you can consult with and, mm-hmm. and check with and just say, hey, uh, this is what we're doing. This is what we're... And we did that. And we got some very helpful advice mm-hmm. from, from a, an elder couple in the church who were like, wow, you guys are amazing. This is great. This is great. But we would advise, much as you've got everything covered and thought through, and it definitely looks like it, from our experience, these are elders, they've got children, their youngest child had just was just getting married. Mm. Why don't you sort of slow this down and space this out that way? And, and we thought, okay. For the kids. For the kids. Mm-hmm. Say, you guys, whether, are, you guys have got it. Whether they're expressing it exactly. or not, just yeah, give, give, give yeah. them yeah. room to yeah. process. Yeah. You guys may be on top mm-hmm. of so it, wise. but the kids are not yet. Emo- their, their emotional intelligence hasn't unfolded yeah. and evolved to the yeah. point that yours is. So why don't you factor that? And we had to slow. So uh, wise counsel from the mm. outside That's was really helpful. Good. Yeah, That's very so good. good. So yeah. that put uh, that put our our met and married in six months. It moved it from what would have been three months <laughs> to six months. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you guys pushed it all the way out to all the way back to six months. We did. <laughs> but with that, by the time the wedding happened, the kids were like, "Hurry home from your honeymoon. We want to get our family were, started." Yeah, it was like, so "Hurry excited. up!" Yeah. yeah, it was actually. And, and even before, even before the wedding, babe, remember, mm-hmm. um, we, and this was what uh, the couple advised us, the elders. They told us. So as during that conversation with them, they told us, why don't we create a situation where it's almost as if the children are pushing, pushing mm-hmm. like, when are you guys going to get this thing done? You're dead. And that's actually what happened. As, we, appo- as, as opposed to pulling as them along. As opposed to bring them along. Mm-hmm. They were pushing us and saying, mm-hmm. will you get on with it already? Amazing. Will you get married? Mm-hmm. And so by the time we got close to the wedding, um, uh, Darren and his sisters were like, okay, uh, what's going on here? Well, come on, why, why don't yeah. we get this done with? And that was really great. That's that amazing. That's so great. Which w- the ne- my next question was going to be, you know, Alex, could you explain a little bit the dynamic in, in how you and the kids talked and walked through that season out as, as your guys' relationship progressed? And But that, I mean, that answers it, that the intentionality that both of you had, and specifically you, Alex, as you were leading the kids, you were thinking, okay, how can we set them up for success? Yeah. Because I think particularly with blended families that, that have, um, the, the, where there's kids involved, that, that that piece 
can either be fantastic, like you experienced, mm-hmm. or it can be traumatic. It can. Absolutely traumatic. The power of the power of how you chose to to think of them. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to telling them this is going to happen mm-hmm. and deal with it, get over it, and taking that heavy-handed, here's where I'm going, you're coming with me approach, you were thinking about the kids and, and you were you were setting them up for success, knowing that it's not just success in a blended home isn't just between the husband and the wife. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's also the kids. Yeah. And that that's a big piece of it. And and as a as a objective third party observer <laughs> to your guys' family, it, I'm in awe. Yeah. I'm in absolute awe of the dynamic and the relationship that you have, the two of you have with your children and how much they adore you Thank and you. how much they love you and respect and honor you. And, and I mean, for any parents to experience that is a miracle. And to think what God has done mm. in your guys' home um, in the situation that could have gone the, e- the other direction is, is absolutely amazing. So, so let me ask you this. If you had an opportunity to talk to a couple that was in the process of deciding mm. whether they were going to get married or remarried and, and start a blended family, what advice would you give to that couple? So first of all, um, the way we look at something will eventually inform how we go about doing it. Mm. Our perception and our choose our, our, our perception of it will inform True. the actions yeah. that follow thereafter. So um, for us, uh, we have come to the point that the words that Paul wrote to the Romans in twelve in chapter twelve when he said, uh, "Be transformed by the renewing of your mind," mm. are powerful and fundamental for every Christian life and even any non-Christian life. If you change the way you think about something, mm-hmm. it will transform, literally, uh, that scenario and the way you respond to it. That's one. Two, the reason the words are extremely powerful is when Matthew writes about one of the stories that Jesus tells in chapter 7, he says, Jesus tells this parable of um, two people who build houses. He says, if, if, you, if you listen to my words and, and, and live them, you're like the person who builds a house on a rock. If you don't, you're like the person who builds the house on sand. So whether it's a blended family or it's not a blended family is is like asking, did the house that was built on rock, was it a two-story, three-story, or the one that was built on sand, was it was mm. it three-story, one-story? That is not quite the issue. Jesus is talking about the foundation mm. right. because in both cases, what happened is the storm came. Mm-hmm. They will both be tested. So that is something to bear in mind. So why am I saying this? It's because... <clears throat> When we started the process of now we were getting married, what we thought of the marriage really mattered. Mm. And we decided to see it through the lens of Scripture to build on the words. And so what was the lens there? Well, God said very clearly when he brought Adam and Eve together in Genesis 2.26, he said the two become one. Consequently, what we decided uh, with Cheryl was that Cheryl was not joining our family. Mm. No. Mm -hmm. When we came together, a new family started. So that was the first thing that that everything that she had became mine and everything that I had became hers. Mm -hmm. And because we believed that in covenant, in the spirit, the two became one, the children became hers before God. And if anything is a certain way before God, 
then I really don't care how other people see it because right. that really is the primary mm-hmm. source of it. So if you are planning to start a blended family, it matters if you believe what scripture says about family. If you believe that, then live like it. And mm. living like it, it brings us to that parable of Jesus, which is building your house on the rock. Mm. The idea of building the house is synonymous to the choices you make in life. In scripture, the way we live our lives is is exemplified in a couple of ways. One of it is our lives are referred to as a journey, so it's a movie. And sometimes our, our lives are referred to as houses. We're building them. So the decisions you make, the foundation you build them on, Jesus says the words that he speaks. And so the text of Scripture and the truth propositions in Scripture, you will find competing philosophies. The world will offer a certain thesis, and it will say, well, actually, this is what we believe uh, blended families, or this is what a family is, and this is how we describe it, and all that, there is, there is, there is value to be learned from there. But eventually, you must make a choice about the fundamental. Mm. What will I see it as? And we chose to see it as Scripture defined it. Mm. We have no regrets. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that um, there are children, and that, that frame of mind is what, whatever they call me. That, that's inconsequential, what, what, how, mm. they, how they refer to me, whether it's Cheryl, whether it's mom, whether it's whatever. Divine, the youngest, will draw a picture of me or something, and she'll put, like, mom over here. Then she'll put, like, Cheryl slash mom. Like, you know, so <laughs> I'm, like, I'm cool with whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah. So because to me, she's my girl, right? Yeah. So, so there's not, like, all three. So Darren, Dion, Divine, they're mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. So whatever they call me, because I'm the parent. I'm, I lead on this thing. So how I relate to them is they're my kids, whether they call me Cheryl mm. or they call me mom or they call me whatever. I've heard someone, a friend who uh, married into a blend, uh, married, a, she became part of a blended family. They called her like mama, they call her mama D and they call their other, you know, mom, mom. So mm-hmm. you can be creative, but like I didn't, we're That's not putting great. any of that out there because just like at our wedding, which was March 1st, 2019, mm-hmm. so 3119, which means uh, Ecclesiastes 311 is our verse. And so he, God makes everything fit beautifully according to its appropriate time. Mm, exactly. So that's how we feel about our relationship in its appropriate time. And I believe all those, all those other things will, will follow in their appropriate time. So there's no pressure on the kids to perform or to do anything. It's fantastic. They just, I just know they're mine. I love them. They're mine. Yeah. And yeah. when, you know, whatever, however, whatever else follows from that will come. Mm. And it'll be beautiful because it'll be how yeah. God wanted it to be. Because it'll come out of them. It won't be top down absolutely and what a great environment for them too to grow knowing how they're loved and there's no mm. pressure on them yeah. to call you yeah. you know anything, anything. Yeah. it's like it's it's mm-hmm. like you said it comes from them mm-hmm. which is pretty incredible yeah. it's fantastic absolutely well we we're so thankful we're so grateful to call the two of you friends so grateful for the example that the two of you are and the example that your kids are yeah. I mean it's one thing to be an example yourself it's another thing when the children that you are raising together are an example to everybody that they meet and that they encounter, even at a young age. And we're just so grateful for you. And I just, I believe that there are, there's people, there's families, there's couples that are going to listen to this and are hearing the two of you share and God's going to talk to them. And he's speaking to them even now, exactly what it is that they need to hear and maybe some perspective changes Mm. that he has for them in the way that they have been interacting with each other or maybe the way that they've been interacting with the the kids in the family whatever it might be but that's the whole goal well we are so grateful love the two of you so much Amen. and and just to say we're grateful as well because 
<coughs> for you and Kristen as leaders of the children's ministry here, we can't thank you enough. It, it is true that the children are doing well, and a lot of that has had to do with what we as parents have put in, but it would be so... Uh, um, it would be so misleading of us to, to not to mention the value that you guys have put mm -hmm. into the children mm -hmm. um, at every stage of their lives over the past three years. And I had a front row seat as their dad. And, you know, I've seen you come home and pick them up and take them out uh, when we're going through great times and when we're going through really difficult times. And and that power of, of, of uh, being in a community where people actively reach out. And then again, for, for whoever is listening, um, if you're in this position, yes, the two of you may agree, but it also helps what kind of community you're in mm. because it can actually create the kind of environment within which your ideas grow or it can stifle it. Um, that's one. And, and that's even in really that good. community, it won't be everyone. It's just really a handful of people you're looking for that are mm. going to stand with you. So to say uh, church home is no different, it's not everyone. It's just mm. really a handful of people who you find that you connect with yeah. and their input into your life as you input into theirs. So all that to say, we're grateful to mm -hmm. you as pastors over the children's ministries and friends. Mm. Thank you. Love you guys. Thanks for taking the time to be here with yeah. us. Such a great conversation with Alex and Cheryl. They're so amazing. Absolutely. You know, listening to Alex and Cheryl talk, I mean, parenting is hard enough as is. Mm -hmm. And to think about how Alex is a dad navigated the loss of his wife and parenting his three children and then Cheryl stepping into this, you know, existing family with three kids and and how it had the potential of being a powder keg. And yet the way that the two of them intentionally walked it out has created, as in their own words, a brand new family mm -hmm. that loves each other. It's inspiring just knowing that no matter what our families look like, God has an incredible plan. Right, exactly. And if if you have anything that you want us to talk about, maybe have a conversation, we have a voicemail that we would love for you to call. It's Over uh, the telephone. Over the telephone. It uses technology. Yes. <laughs> so let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the phone number is 206-512-1816. Oh, could you repeat that number again? <laughs> sure. 206-512-1816. Thank you.